Welcome to your 30s. You're going to love it. Welcome, everyone, to Life at 30. Joining me today, I have Meredith from the Netflix show, Drink Masters. Meredith, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm, you know, I've been working like crazy, running around. So I have a little bit of a strained voice, but I'm I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. I'm well, welcome. It's yeah. honestly so I'm so glad to have you on the show. And we were just talking about you being 38. So yeah. how's that? How is life at 38? You know, I guess I never thought that I would be in this place at 38. Uh -huh. Um I feel really grateful for everything that I have. I think I have more than I've ever had in my entire life, which is crazy, um, which isn't much, but it's important to me. Um, I don't know, approaching 40. That's a big one. That's a, a big, big milestone. Yep. Yeah, approaching yep. 40. So um, yeah, I guess call me in a couple of years and see how I feel about that. We can do another interview next year and see how you're doing as you get right. closer to 40. There you right. go. Totally. Um, so just I just want to tell you, watching you on the show was super inspiring. Um, you are essentially the epitome of the message I want to convey in doing life at 30. You know, I feel that a lot of people kind of think of their 30s as like a settling age. And then a lot of the times you kind of stop following your dreams. You stop striving to reach those goals, you know, and then watching you on the show was more like, let me show you 30s are more like a stepping stone to bigger and better things. And I love that. I really did. And I, I absolutely love watching you on the show. How did you feel going through that experience? Um, <clears throat> it's a really good question. It was probably one of the most scariest things that I've put myself through. I never expected to be on something like that. A friend of mine asked me to be a part of it. Well, told me to just apply. She wasn't even a part of anything. Like she, she found out about it. She's like, you should apply for this. And I was like, you're crazy. I'm just a bartender. You know, like, come on, there's no way. Yeah. Um, and it's something that I always like dreamed would be such an amazing thing, but I never thought that I would be in the place to have that opportunity. Right. right and right. it took a while to get there. And then once I was there, I remember sitting in front of, in front of everybody in the room in the conference room and seeing everybody who was in the show. And I was like, what am I doing here? I gotta, I gotta get out of here. Kind of like that surreal feeling. Yeah, totally right. surreal because I've been bartending forever. Um, my dad started me in this industry when I was young. Uh -huh. And then as soon as I, you know, could bartend, I was slinging drinks to yeah. make money. Yeah. So at first it was just to make money because I knew how to do it. And then later it became, became something else. It became a passion maybe a little bit of an obsession as yeah. well, but definitely maybe a little bit of a drug an adrenaline rush. Um, but definitely something that I'm happy that I've dedicated my life to because I love hospitality and to yeah. be able to share that, have an opportunity to share that with the world. I mean, what a dream come true. Right. And honestly, as you know, the audience of that show, I really and like really enjoy watching that show. It is the first of its kind, I feel, 
Yeah. Right. Because you have a lot of like cooking shows, baking shows, but watching mixology being taken to a whole new level. I actually, I was like, wow, this is like the way that like, I guess you could say like bartending has evolved. Right. right? It's amazing to watch. So how do you feel about that evolution? The fact that like now you guys are incorporating, um, you know, food ingredients and um, different machines, you know, with the smoke and all that stuff that like you just you never used to see that. Right. How do you feel about that? And then also, do you feel like it has kind of like sparked like a new creativity level within you? Yeah. So to see, you know, bartending for me became very culinary. Uh-huh. And I think that that was the beginning of me really sparking my creativity and understanding that I could do what a chef did. And I wanted to do what a chef does, but I wanted to do it with the liquid that I had in front of me um, and build and grow on the knowledge that I already had. And like, how far can we take it? What can I do? What kind of weird ingredient can I use? Can I take this after making a syrup? Can I take all this fruit and do something with it? Something weird with it? Can I dehydrate it and make it into, you know, some crazy garnish? Can I freeze dry it, you know, using liquid nitrogen and make it into something else? I mean, it, it like I said, a passion, an obsession, um, but it is exciting to see that growth because I remember, I mean, I was bartending in the days where you had sour mix. Come on. I mean, yeah. I made a killer sour mix. I poured it right out of the gun. I was so good <laughs> at it. You know, like it was, um, I was part of that. And I remember, I remember seeing bartenders even just using fresh syrups, fresh juices, syrups. Um, I had at one point, I was like, what's Campari? And now I'm like guzzling Campari down because I love it so much. Uh-huh. Um, and this was like, you know, 10 years ago. And I was just so excited to see. I remember I walked into Sable. It was in Chicago and I had a cocktail and like an appetizer there. And I was like, man, I'm never, I'm never going to be able to be in a place like this. And I then was, now I was singing no? of something <laughs> like this. Yeah. It's wild. And how amazing is that? It is amazing and showing people that, you know, that we, there's a lot more to bartending than just slinging drinks. Like even in a yeah. nightclub, that's a lot of work and it's yeah. a lot of hospitality. Yeah. And I do like, there is this sense of like, okay, now you see how far we can go and these incredible things that we can do and these incredible ingredients, but that doesn't take away from the importance of a dive bar or a nightclub. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like bars are community spaces whether you're doing some crazy nitrogen smoked crazy cocktail or you're just like serving a really good old fashioned right classic like you're really there to just hang out with your people right right you know right so at the end of the drinks are just kind of like the cherry on top to like a good conversation good company Uh, you know at the end of the day Uh, you know you just have like an awesome drink yeah with awesome friends right yeah. Absolutely. So um, going back to your experience, you mentioned that you started very young. You started bartending very young. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of like walk me through like a little bit of, you know, the timeline. When exactly did you start? How did you start? And then how did it how did how did you end up where you are now? Well, yeah, you meant to pour yourself a drink. It's a story. Um, you know, my dad 
was a general manager of a country club. He had moved us all over around where I'm from Long Island originally, but then we moved to the South. So we were in South Carolina at the time. Okay. And uh, really weird, real, I mean, I don't want to, <laughs> who's not for me? So okay. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, and, I can uh, imagine. Yeah, as soon as I could get out, I got out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, I was working at the country club and I was just doing it first. Like he was just having me paint, <laughs> paint like the walls and stuff. And then I was like, I want to do what my brothers do, you know? And I remember him being like, oh, you're not ready for that. Right. And I was like, okay. And then eventually I started serving. I started working the banquets. Um, you know, I kind of proved myself to my dad and I had to prove myself. Um he didn't just like hand it to me, you know, he wanted to see that I was going to do a good job because right. he put a lot of, you know, I have to say, I get a lot of work ethic from my father mm -hmm. and um, he instilled that in me because he's a really hard worker. Okay. Yeah. I mean, my mom's a really hard worker too. It was yeah. just in that industry. I mean, all the women in my family are incredible. Um, but my dad, just like very specifically, I just remember seeing him work at the club while I was working there and I'm just taking it very seriously. Like sometimes I think too seriously. So, yeah. um, but I started working at the, you know, the pool. So I was wearing the green collared shirts. Yeah, yeah the dream shorts. job at that, at that age, oh, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. yeah, you know, like yeah. looking onto the, um, the lifeguards, you know, of course they were way cooler and I'm like picking up, you know, serving SpongeBob pops to the kids and making, pre-made island oasis daiquiris and pina coladas for the moms who were just hanging around you were um, serving the fun okay? i was serving you're right i you was were serving, serving the fun, fun. yeah right thank you like nobody was nobody was looking at the lifeguard is when nobody was calling lifeguard over here no they no. were looking for you no. mm -hmm. that's true exactly that's true <laughs> and at the time there were mini bottles mm -hmm. there were mini bottles in that so there weren't full bottles it was a very strange thing in yeah. South Carolina, if you were bartending in like the 90s and the uh, 2000s, I think it wasn't only until maybe 2008 that they finally got like full bottles behind full size. Oh, like, eh, just let them have it. I don't want to have to keep running back to the bar. Yeah, it's just let them have the full bottles. You yeah. just kept them. That's how you're pouring drinks. It's very strange. <laughs> um, so it's like I really didn't learn how to bartend there. Uh -huh. But I did learn from this guy, Dane, who was the bartender and I was serving the cigar lounge. I was cocktail serving. I felt very, mm. very important. Yeah. Um, and Dane, he was bartending and he said, I, I was actually extraordinarily nervous to be fair. Uh -huh. And um, he said to me, you know, Meredith, if there's one thing that I can teach you uh, about what we do is that, you know, just remember the face to the drink. You don't have to remember their name necessarily, but just remember the face to the drink. And I never forgot that. And as time passed on, like I moved to Chicago and I started slinging beers at a, you know, an Irish pub called the globe. I sat there one day, my friend Corey was bartending and I was trying to look for jobs and the owner, Jamie, he's like, Meredith, Corey says you can bartend. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, get behind the bar. We need you. And I was like, I'm drunk. And he was like, we're all drunk here. Get behind the bar. And then I worked there for two years. 
And there you go. And there you go. And now we're here. Now we're here. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, and then nightclubs and stuff. And yeah, but the thing is, it's that hospitality. I never forgot it. And every time I had a regular walk in the door, I had their drink ready to go. I saw now, them, I made their drink and I put it down. Now, let me ask you, do you think that you are good at kind of like reading people and what they like in a drink? Cause we're going to test your skills right now. I do love that. I do okay. love doing that. Okay. Oh man. Okay. So me. Okay. 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 What do you I think do. I like? <laughs> what kind of drink would you say I would order? That you would order? Oh man. See, I kind of got to get a feel. All right. Let's think. You're a Virgo. There you go. I mean, like if you were walking into... I have to ask questions. Can I ask okay. questions or I just need to guess? Important questions. Okay. Okay. I think, I think you're fairly like, you like the same thing for sure. Yes. You yep. don't like to change things up. You like to keep it pretty, pretty much the same. You go, you go to your comfortable go-tos. Yep. Right. Got so, one right. There you go. Okay. All right. All right. We're on a so roll then, here. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a fan of lighter spirits or darker spirits lighter you're in the fan of a lighter spirit yes okay. yes um all right i'm gonna say let's see do you like things that are a little sweeter or a little more tart well see now i'm giving it away okay, I feel okay. Like i'm giving it away do you like do you like a daiquiri like a really like classic daiquiri you might like a daiquiri so my like? go-to's are like fruity cocktails. Yeah. Okay. Anything, pina coladas. Got it. Mai Tais, tequila sunrise. All right. Like, even like, you know, like the Moscato, because like the wine is sweet. I don't like yeah. wine that is like bitter. Yeah. So anything sweet. You like sweet. I'm there. Pour me a drink, a sweet drink. Pina yeah. colada, <laughs> painkiller. Yeah. <laughs> Or you could yeah. do a daiquiri. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I could yeah, get down with the daiquiri. I was getting in there. Yeah, yeah, right. you are, you are. <laughs> well yeah. done. You passed the test. <laughs> well done. Um, so, so I understand also that you are a co-owner of Patipa's Bar, right? Yes. So tell me about that. When did you start that? And kind of like, what is the atmosphere of the bar? Um, so platypus uh, came in at an interesting time, like during the pan the pandemic, the pan-seared salmon uh -huh. uh, that we all went through. Yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, I befriended uh, a gentleman who is now like a really good friend of mine. His name's Tony Saputo. Uh, during the before the pandemic, when I moved to St. Louis, which was only four years ago from Chicago. And I was a beverage director of this big hotel and it really took the life out of me. And I realized, you know, in that time that we got to like chill out, you know, like really and, like think and think not be running around and actually right? like sit down and like think. Yeah, exactly. And be slightly, you know, a little fearful also of what the yeah. future may hold and of course and what, what it is to, you know, have that timeline and, um, Tony and I, he was also a beverage director and he has a very similar background to me bartending his entire life. And he was like, let's just do it. Let's have our own place. It's been our dream forever. So let's go. Let's make our dream happen. 
And then we just jumped. We just went for it. How Stay has in. that been? I mean, because you started this in your 30s. And I'm going to tell you my experience. I'm 37. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, I'm I'm in like a weird like vortex where like I miss my old young, young self. But then I'm also kind of like really like prepping for like retirement and make sure that my future is set. And I'm like in this yeah. vortex, right? I'm like in the, between these two worlds. So taking that leap of faith in like an, a decade where like a lot of things are like happening, how did that feel for you? So scary. Yeah. Because it is the first time in your life when you like hit like 35 is like when you start thinking about, oh shit, I'm not unstoppable yeah. and I'm not invincible. Yes. It suddenly really starts yes. to stick. Like you're 30, you're like, okay, yeah, but, and then 35 hits and you're like, oh shit, I yeah. gotta, where's my retirement fund? Where's, yeah. you know, I gotta invest. I gotta like, what's going on? So yeah. Totally. I never use the word invest up until like a year ago okay yeah, absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yes and especially as like us bartenders who like to bring the party yeah. uh, there's definitely something inside of us that would like to stay young forever of course of yeah course. yeah like me you know now being an owner like I sometimes try to get behind the bar and you know I'm a little more <laughs> wrecked than I was when I was like running around at 30 and uh um yeah I mean the, some of these kids are running circles around me because they're just so fast but yeah. I work smarter exactly see we get smarter we get smarter yeah. and now we know the little shortcuts to make life easier that's what it is yeah absolutely yeah. and you you know cultivating and teaching them I mean really Tony and I starting this bar you know it it's the it was the scariest thing ever to like jump in to do that but i wanted to do this before i was 40 like yeah. i knew like i wanted to own a bar before i was 40 i was like i need to make this happen and this was this was the moment yeah and this is the moment to do it and i'm so happy because we have an incredible team um the whole concept is really taking people who just have a passion for bartending maybe they've done a little bit here and there maybe they've just done nightclubs like mm -hmm. me maybe they've just done dive bars but they have a passion to go further mm -hmm. and that's what platypus is about so taking people in who just have a passion for hospitality and a passion passion for bartending and cultivating them and teaching them and having them learn all those little tiny tricks that you are, you know, that nobody taught me, right. but I just had to learn along the way. Along the way. Right? right. So I'm like, right. here, I'm just going to try and give you like this giant wealth of knowledge that I have. And like- And you're getting paid it. for it. Yeah. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and you know- we have a full staff and so on Mondays, like we tend to, um, people ask me to come in and stage and we can't pay them anything because they, they want to like work with us. But I was like, you can come in and stage and learn for free and hang out. Yeah. And then when you're done, sit up, have a drink on us. And they're basically working for the night, but yeah. also learning how we do everything. Right, right. Yeah. So not only is it a bar, but also kind of like a school. Yeah. For the up and coming. Yes. I love that. We try. I love that. But it's also um, a bar. It's a fun bar. Oh, yeah. It's, it's wild. <laughs> Nonetheless, a bar. That's yeah. awesome. People Good. expect when they come in because it is a cocktail bar, uh -huh. but it's not a typical cocktail bar. 
Okay. It's uh, like a metal queer bar. Oh. oh. With also DJs at night. Okay. Metal bands that play pinball machines. Like it Sounds like my kind of place. My kind yeah, of bar, and then actually. cocktails that are not like, you get those upper echelon techniques, uh-huh. but you're not paying those prices. Right. You know, like yeah. I'm doing affordable stuff. That's awesome. like fun. I like fun, affordable. I'm there. Yeah. Good <laughs> so you mentioned that this is something you wanted to do before you turned 40. What other things are you looking forward to accomplish before the big 4-0? Oh, man. Owning a home because I don't own a home yet. You know? Owning a home. Okay. Yeah, okay. I want to. I don't know if that's going to happen before 40. We'll see. It's going to happen. We'll so see. I'm like, I'm like channeling all this like manifestation that I'm like trying to get into. Oh, so yeah. It's going to happen. We're going to manifest it. You got to manifest it. You're you right. Yeah. You have to believe that it's going to happen. Exactly. Believe yeah. is the word. Exactly. Believe. believe. Um, what else do you want from the house? What else would you, in a professional way, what else would you want to achieve? I don't know. It's key, you know, I think it's important to keep yourself open to those things because like it's like I don't even know what I want anymore sometimes. You know, I think yeah. that is a that's going to constantly change whether you're I think 20, 30, 40, 50 cuz I even think back like I was like, "Oh, maybe I was happier then." And I'm like, "No, I wasn't. I was miserable. I was a mess, you know." Yeah. I didn't know myself. Right. I feel so much more comfortable now. Yep. Than Absolutely. I ever have. Absolutely. So then I I can ask those hard questions like what do I desire for the rest of my life? Right. But then it's okay to be like, I, you know what? I don't really don't know. I have so many ideas in my head. I want to like open another spot. Yeah. I want to open another spot. Like I just want to take these concepts that are just swimming in my brain and I want to see if they work and have fun with it right. and make places for people to go to have a good time yeah that's what satisfies me in my life yeah a drink in front of somebody and watching them smile as they enjoy it there's nothing better so if I can create more of those spaces and teach like the people who are coming up then that's all I really so let me ask you what would your what would you tell your younger self your 20 year old self now Mm. Um, <laughs> I, you know, that's a really good question. Um, I would just uh, listen more. Yeah. You know, uh, take care of your feet, get good yeah. shoes. <laughs> Those really some important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing some, some real nice comfy shoes right now. <laughs> hey man I'm telling you the things that you buy in your 30s you were never thought to buy in your 20s ever take it's all comfort your... at this point yep yeah. take care of your skin too yeah. you yeah. know I mean maybe you don't need that last shot yeah probably don't yep most like <laughs> most of the time you don't most of the time you don't um but yeah and also I would say like don't uh you know, it's hard because as passionate as I am, I've come to more of a um, a kindness in how I teach people. And that's taken a really long time. I think when I was younger and excited about stuff, 
Um, and that's also being in the world that we are, there's a toxicity and you can be affected by that. And I think it's really important to not become jaded. Even when you're young, it's possible to um, hold a lot of anger and resentment. And I, you know, we didn't have a lot of money going, growing up. Um, and, you know, we weren't suffering by any means, but um, it, you know, and also being like a gay woman and uh, queer really like, and moving through that and whatever that journey is um, in this, climate that we have yeah um you can hold a lot of things within you and feel resentful yeah and i think um the sooner you let that go the better yeah truly absolutely yeah well thank you so much i have enjoyed our conversation so much so thank you very much thank you it was an absolute pleasure you're a, such a delight thank you thank you thank you everybody for watching life at 30.